0: Welcome to In My Shoes by ASICS. We've always known the positive impact movement has on the mind. It's why we're called ASICS. ASICS is an acronym from the Latin phrase anima sana, in corpore sano, or a sound mind in a sound body. And it's why we're sharing these inspirational stories of people who have discovered the benefits of sport and movement on their mental well-being. Each audio story is designed to be listened to on the move so you can quite literally experience what it's like to put yourself in someone else's shoes. In this episode, health and exercise coach Dr. Bernadette Dancy shares how movement helped her to overcome the pressure to be perfect. Step into Bernadette's shoes and hear her story.
1: The pressure of perfect. As a health and exercise science lecturer and health practitioner of 15 years, you'd imagine I'd always led a healthy and balanced lifestyle. It's my job after all. But in my case, that's not how things went. Not when life gets in the way. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been active and rarely sat still. I ran cross-country, played basketball, football, badminton and just about any sport I could. I even organised races around the block we lived on against other kids to see who could run the most laps and not give up. And I guess that was down to my personality. Always striving for that new goal, always pushing myself. And those traits only grew as I got older. In my 20s and 30s, my first focus was learning. I studied sports science and biology at university, but I still competed and I ran a lot. When I was 24, my father passed away unexpectedly. At that time, there wasn't much in the way of medical advice encouraging him to be more active or how to manage stress better. I remember him saying that a doctor had said to him, you're a bit overweight and you could be healthier, but you're 45, so you're about right for your age. A year later, he died from a heart attack. I found this so incredibly sad. So at that stage of my life, I dedicated myself to pursuing a career and a life that contributed to improving the health of others. I went on to study a master's degree in lifestyle medicine for cardiology, worked as a health and exercise science lecturer for 15 years. I loved that job. It was everything I was passionate about, learning, teaching and researching all things health and exercise related. My second focus was running. I'd always run from a young age, whether that was with the school or in solo competitions. I was always on the move, and this continued into my adult life. I intuitively knew that moving made me happy and helped me concentrate on my studies and work. From 5Ks to marathons and ultramarathons, I used running as a way to stay fit and healthy, but also to set and achieve goals. Always looking to reach and beat PBs or place higher in a race. It helped me clear my head, but also pacify my drive to push myself. Then came my third focus, my family. I met my husband when we were both doing our PhDs in sports psychology and we went on to have two beautiful and extremely energetic boys. Not surprising, they followed our sporting path, running and playing sports with me. By the time I was 35, life was great. I had a job that gave me purpose, a passion for running that kept me fit and healthy and a loving family. Seems perfect, right? But after my maternity leave had come to an end, I found getting back to my previous life so hard. I was exhausted trying to be a mother, whilst also putting pressure on myself to be a capable exercise professional working with six patients who came to my clinic for health and exercise programs. I wanted to do everything to the absolute best of my ability and had high expectations for myself. I wanted to prove to my colleagues I was still capable of holding my own despite being part-time, and I wanted to stay fit by running good times and taking part in as many races as I could. So there was a hell of a lot of energy out, but very little consideration for rest, refueling, and recovery. I'd have loved an unbroken night's sleep when my babies had different ideas, but you know how it is, you suck it up and you get on with it. The thing was, I'd sucked it up and got on with it for years, juggling my career with running and a young family, until eventually I ran out of energy. I was so exhausted. I was diagnosed with stress and burnout. This wasn't an easy thing to accept because I was fit, I didn't drink, smoke, I ate really well and I ran. I had a textbook lifestyle that should have meant I was healthy. But there I was feeling anything but healthy. Yes, I was fit, but my health was suffering. I felt shattered, anxious, overwhelmed and really low. But at the same time, I felt I needed to run because it helped me feel better. But in actual fact, what I really needed was permission from myself to still move my body, but with a healthy dose of rest. I needed a break from the pressure of perfect. Balance is one of the toughest things to get right. There's so much pressure in modern life to be perfect at everything. Trying to balance being a mum and your career and a sense of who you are, it can be overwhelming. I reached a point when I knew I needed to rebalance my life, to focus on the things that really mattered. So I took my recovery seriously. I took time off work. I got help from friends, family and experts. And one of these experts was a running coach. Although doctors had told me that I had to stop running, I just knew that that wasn't an option. Yes, I was tired and doing too much, but I knew from my job that there was plenty of research evidence to show that exercise actually improves depression and mental health. So I found a coach who I shared all of my health issues with and we worked together to manage my training in such a way that it allowed me to continue to run. This helped me to reassess how I ran and took on stress. I knew that I could no longer strive to be the best that I could be in all areas of my life. There simply wasn't time for it all, and I was actually sick of all that pressure. So I intentionally switched from having unrealistically high expectations to striving to be perfectly imperfect. This meant choosing to live a life as best I could with the time and resources available to me. A big positive of this was it gave me permission to run and move for my physical and mental health, not performance. And this was a game changer. Running became part of my self-care armory because I did it mindfully and for fun. This mindset meant I got the benefit of a better mood and lower anxiety without the self-imposed pressure to run a PB on every run. When I was out there, I began to see and feel everything around me again running became more sensory. I started loving running in the rain, especially on trails where I could smell the trees and the damp leaves on the foot. I took time to stop and take in the views or simply get my head up and actually see the subtle differences in architecture that I probably ran past thousands of times before but not really seen. I may not have been as fit as I was 10 years earlier, but it meant I really enjoyed my running and I felt fit and healthy to tackle daily life. It meant I wouldn't ever overcommit to work, running or friends or anything that might threaten my health. I set myself firm boundaries, going for a short jog and not feeling the pressure to run a PB, not being concerned about what other runners might think of me and my time. It was liberating being able to tell people about my slower time, knowing that I owned it and enjoyed it. But most importantly, I felt for the first time in a long time that I had found what balance really was, for me and my lifestyle. Looking at myself today, my lifestyle and running philosophy has given me a whole new life, career and mindset, and I'm only just starting. Every day I talk to people who are surprised that there's another way to run that isn't competitive. I love bringing this to their attention, and helping them run in a way that helps them to achieve a sound mind in a sound body. A way that works for me and helps me train for long-distance endurance events. A way that helps me maintain stress management, mood and mental health. Yes, of course, like everyone, there are times when I don't want to move or feel like running because life's busy. When this happens, I run mindfully. I go and do a lighter recovery run and run to feel, which means paying attention to my breath, my muscles, in the world around me. I keep my heart rate low and I stop to take photos or talk to friends I meet on the way. Running like this means I maintain a love for running and I do it for myself, not just to post about it on social media or maintain a running streak. Now, I don't run to try to be perfect, I run for me. If this is you, if you're listening to this, wishing you could get or keep your motivation to run or exercise more, My advice is, refocus on the real reason you want to run. Hopefully that's for yourself and your health. And if it is for yourself, then allow yourself to run less and run slow. Don't be defined by performance. Give yourself permission to move more and be perfectly imperfect. It's more productive than you think it is.
0: Thank you, Bernadette for sharing your story. We hope you enjoyed this episode of In My Shoes. If you want to hear more stories, then continue to the next episode or visit the In My Shoes page on our website, which we've linked to in the show's description. This has been In My Shoes by ASICS. Thank you for listening.